You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Amen, amen, Mission family. How you doing this morning? Isn't our worship team and tech team awesome? Good job, guys. So um, this morning, I'm Pastor Jason. If you don't know if this is your first time or first couple times at the mission, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Um, Man, as it's already been said a few times, like we look upon this church more like a family um, than a place we come to gather and just kind of consume, like consume the word, consume, you know, like we, we, um, as a family does, we like to pour into each other's lives. We like to, um, you know, show, we like to be vulnerable with each other as, as hopefully you're able to with family. And today we have some family business to take care of. Um, it's, uh, I've been dreading this day for a while, but um, it's uh, our brother Ricardo's last day with us this Sunday. Um, uh, Ricardo's moving with his wife to Sacramento. She uh, she got a, a job up there, and uh, so I've invited Ricardo to give this mission family some parting words. Now, I just want to say, um, Ricard, like this church wouldn't be what it is today without this man. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Like in this house, we're all about honoring the name of Jesus and lifting the name of Jesus up above every other name. And it's Jesus's work in this man's life that has impacted this family. And uh, so um, I want to invite Ricardo forward to uh, to give his, his, some parting words. Now, I do want to say this, like, when, when it's a family, you know, circumstances change and people move away, but that doesn't make you not family, right? And so this is just, you know, this is just a moment. This is a change of circumstance, but you're still family, bro, so. Thank you. Um, I've been dreading this day, too, um, I, I've cried so much. I don't know if I'm going to cry today or not because I've cried a lot. Um, uh, I came, I came to the mission in 2015, um, and towards November, it, it was fall of 2015. This church, many of you remember, went through a a tough, painful family transition, uh, and it was really painful. And at that moment. Um, Jason, he needed help, and I, I, I'm, I don't have a doctorate, and I, I don't have an MDiv. I don't. I'm not a theology, you know, professor or anything like that. I'm a math professor at a Christian university. I'm not like I'm not this like theology expert, um, but Pastor Jason, like he he loves. This is one of the things that I love about him. He's so humble, and he loves to share people's voices at the church. He loves to equip people, empower people, and lift them up to share what God is doing in their lives. And so from the moment I've been humbly blessed to, again, have bestowed upon me, as many others here have as well, the opportunity to share. It's just 
so overwhelmingly, uh, I, like, again, I approach it so humbly because I just feel unqualified. Um, and, you know, what I've done is, because I'm not a theology expert, because I, I don't have this school training or anything like that for that, I've just shared a few things throughout the years that God has been doing in me. And so I just felt it appropriate that, you know, I'd, I'd share some of those because these are things that I feel God... He led me to highlight them here, uh, not just for myself, but for all of us. Um, And so there's been a few themes that I repeat. I'm a teacher. I'm a math professor, so we repeat a lot of things. Not that repetition is the best way to learn, but I repeat myself a lot. I do. I do repeat myself a lot. It's just one of those things. And so thinking about those themes, there's a few themes that have repeated themselves over the years Um, One of them is uh, God reveals himself in community. You miss out when you're not here. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't reveal himself in other ways, but he reveals himself, yes, in the quiet, in the desolate places, like when you mimic Jesus and go into that desolate place to pray one-on-one with him. He reveals himself there. He reveals himself in the created world, yes. He reveals himself through his word, but he also works through the body of believers. Historically, that's been true, and that's what the Bible tells us. So I, I hope that you understand that showing up on Sunday, or showing up to grow group, or showing up to the men's or women's group, or going to youth activities, whatever it is, we don't come here out of a sense of duty. We do it to experience God, because he, the fullness of him is available through the body. It's in the one-on-one and through the body. You miss out on him and on transformation when you don't engage with the community. So that's the first thing that I've tried to uh, repeat a bit. (laughs) The second thing I've tried to repeat a bit is that the Christian faith is not a behavior modification program. It is not a behavior modification program where you try to change some behaviors for others. That's sometimes or often hopefully a byproduct, but it is not where you root yourself. Instead, it's a transformation program. (laughs) The Christian faith is about transforming your heart to have the heart of Christ. It is about your affections. It is about making you a type of person, not a person that does a to-do list. And so I, 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 this is, I'm not preaching this stuff to you because, um, because I feel like I've got it nailed down. No, I feel like this is what God keeps repeating to me. It's like, don't approach it like a to-do list. I'm working in your heart. He wants your affections. For some, that's the reason that in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul reminds us that regardless of what you do, if you don't have love, it counts for nothing. Even if you give your life, if you don't have love, it counts for nothing. So God wants to change your affections. The third uh, thing that I feel like God has uh, repeated in my life to me and that I share with you is that the way to experience that transformation uh, is through dwelling with Jesus, abiding in him. You're not going to experience that transformation by just waiting for God to zap you. You have to dwell with him. You have to abide with him. As it says in John 15, you have to stick every day close to Jesus to dwell in his presence. 
until you're transformed from one degree of glory to the next continuously every day. It's in his presence. And we, we, can't, we can't make that happen in ourselves by our will and determination. It has to be by abiding in him. Watch Jesus in action and it will transform you. Watch Jesus move and it will transform you. And then the last thing uh, that, that I feel like God repeats to me and I've repeated a bit is that your greatest joys and pleasures are experienced in him. Your sinful nature teaches you otherwise and it teaches you to find pleasure and your affections in the world. But the greatest height of your pleasures, of your joy, of your rejoicing, of your contentment, of your joy in the midst of trials and in the midst of suffering, the greatest version of that is available in God. And that's why, he present, that's why Jesus presents himself like the bread and the water, the one that satisfies. He satisfies the yearnings of your soul. And so hopefully, hopefully, you take an approach That's what I'm trying to do, that God is working in me to the faith that's not just I believe in Jesus and then I do good stuff. Hopefully, you believe that he reveals himself in community, that he's not just looking for behavior modification. He wants to transform your heart and that that transformation is by dwelling in and abiding in him and that when you do that, you will be satisfied. Your thirst You won't thirst anymore. You won't be hungry anymore. The greatest satisfaction and joy is available in him. And I just want to thank the mission again. You guys have been family for me. And I I think Jesse was talking with me before service, and I realized this is a church that I've been the longest a member of. Because, I mean, I grew up uh, uh, Catholic, and then after that, I was at a church in Puerto Rico for like four or five years that was instrumental for me. Then I moved to grad school at ASU, five years in Phoenix, and same thing. I I was at a church there. Then I was at another church here in Riverside for like four years. I've been here like eight years. So at least in my Protestant or evangelical or whatever, non-Catholic Christian history, uh, this has been the longest I've been a part of a family. And we're a small church, but that's kind of what I love, that you guys have always been there for me. Uh, when I had back surgery, you brought me food. Um, you, you, you took care of me. You prayed for me. Uh, and you guys are just family. I, I just, there's no other way to put it. And so I'm just, I'm really honestly, humbly thankful for everyone. You guys have shaped me with your actions, with your love, with your thought, with your space for me to be me and be a geek and mention Lord of the Rings every other sermon. <laughs> mention Star Wars every other sermon. Like, you guys are family. And so I'm really thankful for all of you and how much you've shaped me. God has used you to shape me and my heart. So thank you. I love you all. Uh, Thank you. So we're going to pray over Ricardo now. Um, And you know, no, no pressure or anything like that, but I just, um, I, I want, in a moment, I'm going to invite you forward to, uh, and we're going to lay hands on Ricardo. If this man has touched your life, if Jesus has touched your life through this man, uh, we're, I'm going to invite you forward. But Ricardo, I've been praying that the Lord would give me a, a word for you. Uh, and, uh, 
I, I believe it's Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not weep over you, sweep over you, weep over you. That'd be weird. Um, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You're going to be going through a transition. You know, as speaking as a person who's been through several major life transitions, there are going to be moments where you feel alone. There are going to be moments where you feel nervous or afraid. But the Lord has called you by name, and you are his, and he's got you. And this family is still here for whatever you need. So, um, so if, you, uh, if you want to, just uh, come on up, and, and we're going to pray over Ricardo right now. Um, no pressure if you don't want to. It's totally cool. Um, so, so, Father, hmm, we give you our brother. You've done incredible things through this man in this family. Even the phrase that we hold so dear, radical love, was created around a table with this man. Lord, you've used him mightily in this community, Father, and we are so grateful. But Lord, through this transition, Lord, I, I, I just sense you saying to him, do not fear, you are mine, and I've called you by name. Father, it's a, it's a sad day, Lord, that we have to let go of this man in, in a time of his life transition. But, God, we are so proud of the work that you're doing in him. And we ask you, Lord, to bring that work to completion, Father. We bless you for this man's life. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.